the takeaway here that I had was they tried to file this restraining order against Skylar. They thought this was a message to Katie. They thought it was a message to the greater left. Right. That you shut up. Right. You shut up. You don't have power. Right. And the left responded resoundingly. Yeah. Multiple organizations came out for Skylar. Multiple very powerful, very smart attorneys came out for Skylar. Never before in my 10 years here in Sacramento have I seen the left more galvanized against neolibs than today. And this should be a lesson for Daryl, for Coward Chan, for everyone else in City Hall that we don't break now. We don't break. We're a united front. Yeah. And you don't get to run these frivolous lawsuits against us without you dealing with political pressure. And just like a quick message, and Katie said it during her press conference, that numerous powerful elected officials had, you know, reached out to her saying, like, you know, don't, don't do anything, blah, blah, blah. You don't get to do that either, Right. You don't tell a progressive woman of color if you're, oh, I don't know, I'm assuming like Roger Dickinson or something. You don't get to do that. And we will watch every single one of you. So, I, I mean, that's my takeaway. I, there's more to come in this case, yeah. and I would assume more good things. I have mm. a zillion more public records requests out, and Howard, baby. Susanna, baby, there's a lot more coming, expected every week. Um, and, and we will learn more. So, mm -hmm. like, I couldn't be more proud of Skylar. I couldn't be more impressed with the greater left in this region. Um, you know, I think Skylar knows this isn't about him. This is about all of us. This is about every guest we've ever had on the show. Every one of you that goes out and like sacrifices your body in these protests, like they are trying to do this to you. They are, they've literally subpoenaed young, very young leftists of color, their social media accounts. And they're, you know, trying to get that your private accounts. Right. This is how these neolibs act. Right. So, I mean, again, yes, we're under attack, but I don't think I've ever felt more like this is a strong movement that the fact that first they ignore you, then they laugh at you, then they fight you, mm -hmm. then you win. We're at then they fight you, but it's too late. I think yeah. we're going to beat them. And, and I think that once the 2022 election comes around, it's going to be a huge, huge wake-up call for the neolibs. Yeah. Yeah, I think that, like, from the beginning, this has really felt like such an obvious um, attack on... I mean, I guess an obvious attack on on Katie was is what it what it felt like to begin with, right? Like mm -hmm. they go for Katie because first of all, like they don't they don't like her, and then she hires Michelle Parasette as her chief of staff, and they definitely don't want Michelle oh, at City yeah. Hall. Yeah, yeah. And then she hires someone Skyler from a a podcast that openly you know disagrees with many of the decisions that are made in that building. Mm -hmm. Um. But beyond that, I think just while the this 
this fight continues to like put pressure on Katie, there was there's a part of my me anyway that at the end of it or in the middle of this feels like as a person who speaks up and speaks out and gets angry and doesn't agree with uh, the leadership in this city, I also just feel like so supported, you know, through this because like watching Katie, Skyler, this team of attorneys, everyone turn out. It's like, you know, what you're saying, Kempa, is so true that, you know, you, you're in the, we're in the middle of this thing, of this, like, fight, and to just, like, have our, like, our arms locked together and be like, this, like, this is the thing that we're doing, and we're, like, we're going for it. And I think one of the things that the left has in our favor is that we operate every day with everything that we do out of a framework of mutuality and out of a framework of uh, a, a, a vision for flourishing for all people, right? For equality or for equity, um, for a space where, you know, people have what the fuck they need to, to thrive and to, to live bold, beautiful lives. Um, what the city council doesn't have and what their legal team doesn't have is a framework. They don't have... This is such a baseless deal. The whole fucking thing. It's all just like... It's all a political ploy, right? It's all a game. It's them taking things so fucking personally that they file shit in court... And I really do hope that at the end of the day, what happens is that we can sit down at a bar and like cheers to that whole team of people, Katie, Michelle, Skylar, Mark, Paul, and all the others that we don't know the names of and say, this legal precedent has been set because there are people who give a shit and there are people who operate out of a framework that dissenting voices are important. And that it is just, it is a part of, it is it is a basic human right to be able to disagree. And here we go. Like, protect, and until then, protect Skylar Henry. Protect right Skylar Henry. Uphold Mark Marin thought. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't think anyone, I couldn't say it better than that, Shannon, Um uh, do either of you have any other thoughts before we round this up? No, I mean, I, I, the, my, my closing thought is that, um, you know, Skylar's takes come off very good in this. The takes are perfect, in my opinion. You know, they mm-hmm. put together this entire brief of, like, his greatest hits. They really and, did. And, <laughs> they really and, did. <laughs> and you're just reading it. You're just, like, nodding so so viciously like your neck is sore afterwards you're like yeah that's also correct and also correct thank you for bringing that up and these dopey cops just (laughs) transcribing it and they're just trying to smear him with this stuff and it's just basically like a hit it's Skyler's greatest hits on the Sacramento Police Department just written down for everyone to read it's hilarious um, but I, love I, th- I think what we needed to keep in mind, and I've talked with Dave offline about this, is like I can be a bit of a pessimist sometimes. But I think what's important to note right now is, as Dave was saying, we're like in the third of four stages, right? We're at the fight us before we win stage. And all of this stuff comes from a place of weakness. 
it comes from a place of like great internalized guilt on the part of uh, city staff and elected leaders yeah. who have failed and have blood on their hands. It comes from uh, some some pretty intense self doubt. I feel like, and all that is expressed through this flailing desperation to quash anything that challenges the neoliberal consensus that exists in City Hall. And because there's a crack now showing and because there's momentum and because there are people pushing to open that crack up, um, they're, they're desperate. And this really shows it because no confident, no functioning and confident city government would go to these lengths to silence a podcast host who was hired on as a staff for a council member after they had stated publicly that it's really none of their business. Clearly, they're scared. Clearly. Hey everyone, to unlock this episode as well as every Friday episode of Voices River City, head over to patreon.com slash Voices River City and become a patron of the show for as little as $5 a month. You heard that right. For as little as $5 a month, you literally get twice as much podcast uh, as you did before. So uh, you know how I feel about seeing it and you know how I feel about thinking about seeing it.